this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Welcome in the new welcome to the pot of dreams. Welcome, we're talking about cabaret on the pot of dreams. That's right, it's cabaret on the pot of dreams. This was Germany in the early 30s. Hello, stranger. Full of life and love. This was Sally Bowles in the early 30s. I don't ride dash all day and I work late at the cabaret. Full of life. I love parties. Doesn't my body drive you wild with desire? And love. Oh, Brad. A special girl. I'm going to be a great film star. <laughs> that is a booze and sex. Don't get me first. On the brink of something fantastic. I mean, it would be funny, wouldn't it, if he asked me to become the next Baroness von Hoyne in Regensburg? And frightening. I'm Sally Bowles. I'm Brian Roberts. And I have this strange, mystical, daddish feeling about you. So you're moving right in, okay? Okay? Have you ever slept with a dwarf? Once, but it wasn't a lasting relationship. Do you sleep with girls or don't you? Sally, you don't ask questions like that. I do. The poor man. He tries to love me. I may have my tiny faults. God damn it, I'm gonna have a baby! Sally is rather knowledgeable in these areas. Does it really matter as long as you're having fun? What good is sitting all alone in your room? Come, hear the music play. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Come to the cabaret. Start by admitting from cradle to tomb. It isn't that long a stay. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Hello, everybody. I am Ben. I'm Chipper. I'm Giddy. I'm excited. Eric? I am the uh, opposite of those things. Correct. This is going to be opposites not attracting. This is going to be opposites uh, just causing sparks and tension. All right. So we're talking cabaret on the pod of dreams. Hello, everybody. If you listen, we will pod. If you listen, we will pod. I got to get the catchphrase in there. Very important. All right. Let's, Let's put the cards on the table and let's just start start uh, i love this movie you hate it uh, can we just start there is that a fair starting point that's fair you okay. you, lo- you love this movie uh, that's I, god damn it I, we, let's how 
how and why you love this movie how is like an emotional state has to do with brain chemistry and like a positive reaction i don't know how to talk to you about liking things eric and how that works but uh, legitimately like not has nothing to do with the sort of history of it or how it's thought of in movie lore like you just straight up watched it start to finish and you loved it Uh, this is the second time i've seen it Uh, and yes so i don't have movies that i watch every year and this isn't going to make that cut because no no movies really make that cut but this is a movie i would seriously consider watching once a year i enjoy it that makes my head hurt honestly beginning to end i enjoy the whole thing um I'm not shocked that you don't like it. I don't need, you don't need to explain not liking things. I, I know at least a little bit of how your brain's wired. But let's start with the musical. The music is diegetic. Does that make you hate it less? I mean, people aren't just breaking if out. If it was song. good music, this would be a lot more enjoyable. The music wasn't uh, good. Yes, it was. Okay. It was cabaret performing, and most of the songs were at the cabaret, right? I, were there, and then there was the Nazi song. And we'll talk, we'll talk let's, about. let's table the Nazi song. We'll, okay. we'll get there. We will absolutely get but there. there we'll didn't Liza Minnelli it. sing one? There was one bit in her apartment or something. Maybe I'm misremembering. It took. It's honestly it took me a lot of sittings to finish. She this might movie. have like sung to herself, but I don't think she does a performance at all. Um, no, I mean I think all the performances happen at the cabaret. Um, so which were which were without a doubt the worst parts of the movie, if you ask me. Were the singing? So were there any songs you didn't hate? No. They were all bad. I would never listen to that kind of music. It's just not, it's not my thing. I didn't enjoy it. The creepy guy doing the, Oh, you don't like the MC. So well, the first, Oh my God, that guy, what is his fucking deal? He's kind of like, it's kind of like there's this Greek chorus thing going on where he's kind of like aware of what's going on and sees things in abstract. I like the MC. I think he's entertaining and weird in a way that is interesting to me, but was he supposed to be terrifying? He terrified you? He was a little scary. I, I don't oh. know. There was something kind of scary about that dude. Oh, see, I, I view him as, as sort of zany um, more so than you. But I, I distinctly, when, when the movie comes in and we're seeing, like, the reflection at the guy looking at us. Yeah, see, that first where it fades in, you're looking girl. at, like, the crystal. You're looking at the crystal in his face. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so it's that kind of fucking movie. That's I'm like, oh, Eric's already lost. Yep. Frame one, Eric's gonna be, yep. he's going to be out. I, I had that thought. Like, Eric's going to be out. Frame one. I think it's a cool shot. I like it. I think it's a really good way to enter, But I also know. I, I it's know also about, why this motherfucker, Fosse, won Best Director over Francis Ford Coppola for The Godfather, which is part of the reason why this movie made me angry watching it. But Well, it, it's the movie's fault that the Academy Awards gave the wrong award out. You should definitely resent the movie's fault. Don't blame the dumb Academy. Blame? You can blame the dumb Academy Awards and realize they're not actually important. They don't actually matter, and you shouldn't really give a shit with the Academy. You could do that. You could like grow mentally and say, maybe the Academy's kind of stupid. And Is this a be better there. movie than The Godfather? No, no, it's not. Chill, relax. Um, well, you said you loved it. I, I'm. I loved just... it, but this is it's. There are a lot of things that I think are genuinely really good um, about this movie in terms of direction, staging, lighting that I think are great. I think it's a really well-directed movie. It's not the kind of movie you're ever going to like, Eric. I'm not saying it's as well-directed as Godfather. So just chill. I love the movie for subjective reasons, but I also think it's genuinely really well-made. Um, both those things are true, but I'm not just relax on that. It's not better than the Godfather. I should I should have trolled you and tried to keep a straight face and just made you blow up. I, a honestly, I, thought, I thought you were. I thought you were going to be like 100% better. 
better than Godfather. No, I mean I should have just just to to get your goat and just get you really you 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 know in a really big tizzy huffing and puffing and getting that. No, it's not as good. Um, and and for a couple of reasons, well, probably more than a couple of reasons. But there's at least a couple of reasons we can get to. But I love that opening shot and the lighting in the cabaret and the framing. There are so many clever shots in the movie, especially in the cabaret. I love those sequences. The songs aren't songs I'm going to like listen to, but there's almost no musical songs. I'm going to just like listen to out and about. That's just not the kind of music I listen to when I'm walking around or trying to do something. It doesn't work. It's just kind of distracting, but I like a lot of the choreography and the songs and the sense of fun and the silliness. Um, But the big thing we have, and we already alluded to the Nazi song is we have this contrast. We have the cabaret, which is this kind of hedonistic bohemian place with menage a trois and acceptance and silliness and Are they in Berlin? It is, right? Yes. It's in, yeah, Berlin. They're in Berlin. Okay. In 1931. So that's where this is happening. But outside the doors, there's this looming... The Nazis are seizing power. And it's horrifically depressing. This this wave of madness is building and subsuming Germany. And it, and we're, the, the wave hasn't yet crested, right? If you're using the, the Hunter S. Thompson sort of metaphor... The Nazi wave is rising. It's a tide, but it's it's not it's not reaching its apex. It's coming, it's coming. Um, the movie begins with the the MC, but we also get a Nazi who's at the cabaret who gets kicked out, and they make jokes belittling Hitler and his mustache and their the silly salute. The movie ends in a great shot, like with this reflection. We, we don't even see it's clear. It's muddied. Um, the lights fragmented, but you see all these Nazis are all of a sudden in the cabaret. They have now infiltrated the cabaret. The tide is rising. Um, and the guy that, that kicks the Nazi out in the beginning, he ends up getting beat up. And it's horrifying. There's this contrast that works for me, Eric, that you don't care about. But like, here's this la musical woo energy and Nazis are taking over. And I get that you want to see the, the fight. You want to see the battle of the bulge. No. You want to see the storming of the moment. You want well, to see the yeah. conflict that the Nazis are going to cause, but this is this cultural just nastiness that's bubbling up. And it's, this movie isn't a horror film. But that's also like, you're talking like five minutes of the movie. The you're, Nazi you're, stuff is way you're more focusing on literally like five, 10 minutes of this entire movie. It, it, it frames the whole, first of all, it's way more than five or 10 minutes, but even if it were five or 10 minutes, it frames and contrasts everything that happens. It is, in the whole plot and everything that happens. This, this entire movie by... is Liza Minnelli and this one dude trying to fuck each other and then meeting this other rich guy trying to fuck him and he's fucking the other guy and they're just dicking around this whole time and that she wants the movie. I want to be a star. I'm Liza Minnelli and it's all that. That's that's what this movie is. That what you're saying is actually cool and, and interesting ideas about the rise of Nazism in the 30s. I, I'm with that. Like that's a that's an interesting idea and the culture of that in this bohemian place. Like that's an interesting, that's not the movie that I watched. Well, then, then you and I disagree on what that movie is. Cause yeah, Liza Minnelli is the most frustrating part of the movie. She's she, the star and she's in like every scene of this movie, dude. Like, okay, sorry. You like to it's, continue. It's fine. Um, she's in a lot of the movie and I don't hate her in the way that you're clearly. She's do. obnoxious. I think she is obnoxious. She's supposed to be obnoxious. She's an obnoxious, petulant character. She criticizes herself later on after she gets the abortion is like, I'm self-centered and delusional and blah, blah, blah. I mean, all those things are true. Um, and the delusion is, I think, plays into the bigger metaphor. But the whole Nazi stuff is much bigger part of the movie than you 
are suggesting or alluding to. Um, there's a song where there's somebody in a monkey costume and it ends with that she wouldn't look Jewish at all. There's a Jewish a subplot where two Jewish characters, one who lied about being Jewish because he was coming into Germany in 1931, um, they find each other, but it's clear that, again, that the tide's turning. A woman's dog is killed because she's just like a affluent Jew in Berlin. Um, and you have all these people in the cabaret who are having fun, but they're not doing anything to stem the tide. Liza Minnelli isn't doing anything to stem the tide. Michael York kind of does. I like his character a lot. I, maybe you don't. Um, I think he's genuinely like funny and yeah, but he's and, kind of a wet blanket. I mean, but he's just like a stuffy British guy. Yeah. But he he calls okay. calls Nazis Shiza. That that he, scores, he does okay. points. You're giving him points because he doesn't like Nazis. Okay. I mean, he calls them Nazis. To, he calls them Shiza to their face. And he gets his ass kicked because of it. Yes, yeah, so you get points. You talk shit to Nazis and get beat up in Berlin in 1931. Yes, I'll give you points for that. Not just See, thinking this Nazis This is suck. so interesting because you're focusing on, yes, these are the best parts of the movie. But what I'm, what I'm saying, if, you ha- if you're listening to this and you haven't watched this movie, this is literally like a sliver. The most of this movie. It's not a sliver. Is Liza Minnelli in her apartment trying to drink gin or whatever fucking stuff she drinks or brandy or whatever it is. And the, it's her trying to prairie cocktail things with eggs in it or whatever. Yeah. And, and she's trying to get Michael York to fuck her Basil expedition. And he won't. Cause I, is he he's gay? gay? He's but gay. he's not though. Cause he impregnated. Well, I suppose he could still be gay. I don't, he, he gets, he gets a boner for her for a few times and he's able to have sex with her, but he's tried three times before Liza Minnelli unsuccessfully. He's but it's just the will they, won't they, that's, that is like the whole movie for like two hours and there's a little sliver of 15 20 minutes maybe of the stuff you're talking about which is interesting but it's not it, that is not the movie that you watched or that i watched sorry uh, there's i mean to me eric there's a lot going on that you either don't care about or don't think is rich enough to count in your book which is fine I, there's an hour of singing of cabaret singing that has nothing to do with the stuff you're and talking I, I like about. the choreograph uh, I, I i disagree that it's not about those things at all i mean there's a little song called two ladies um about a menage a trois and a man with two women, and then we get the flip side, two men and a woman. Basically in a menage a trois, although they don't do it literally at the same time, but it's a weird thruple situation. Um, a song about money and capitalism. Money makes the world go round, and there's this big critique going on of the rich and the affluent. Again, you, none of this registers you, but it's fine. This is stuff that resonates with me. I like the songs better than you. I, I, I don't like Liza Minnelli's the one the one time I really genuinely and it's frustrating because it's so well lit is Liza Minnelli's like maybe this time I'll be lucky she, the, the lighting is so incredible but the song is bad um, she's framed like an angel like the light is glowing outside of her like she's got these angelic wings and it's just immaculately framed the choreography and the lighting on the cabaret sequences are great I mean I'm just going to disagree with you if you think they're not great if you don't like it you don't like it um, but there's this critique going on of the affluent in Berlin of the rich it, all throughout the plot. This isn't me just making this up. So there's a scene, I think it's the mud wrestling sequence. There are two women mud wrestling in the cabaret, and we see a bunch of scenes. Now, you remember in Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, right? When Hunter S. Thompson, Johnny Depp, he's got the acid, he's trying to check into the hotel. <clears throat> and we get these weird, like, fisheye shots as the all these people in the lobby of the hotel turn into dinosaurs or lizards and start fucking and killing each other, right? You remember that sequence in Fear I do, Loathing, yeah. Right? There's a shot where we get this low angle, zoom in, and it's like a horror sequence. You see the the rich people just laughing and cackling at the the show on stage. Um, 
Meanwhile, the Nazi Titus remain. It's this very critical, horrific shot. It's framed like a horror sequence almost as they're laughing. They, they look like imbeciles because they don't see what's coming. Um, the rich guy who takes Michael York and Liza Minnelli um, off and, and buys them things and has sex with both of them. I mean, he has a comment where he's like, you know, the Nazis are useful in getting rid of the communists, but we'll be able to control them. There's this totally notion that rich people, and I do wish it was more explicitly stated. I mean, I think that's fair to say it's probably too understated. And I think we need to see more of the destitution in Berlin um, of, of just people struggling, uh, of people not having money. I think that would have made some of the stuff better. But, um, you know, he says he can control the Nazis, and obviously they're not going to be able to control the Nazis. The Nazis are going to seize control of all the business enterprises, and they're going to start running everything. Like, we know this, we have the benefit of hindsight, and there's just this looming looming threat. They try to kick the Nazi out, they fail. He gets beat up, and the Nazis slowly infiltrate. Um, and this, to me, is the, the undercurrent of everything else. Like, the, the personal drama between Liza Minnelli and Michael York isn't interesting to me. That is, the pl- that is the movie. I disagree. God, Jesus Christ. I disagree. I disagree that that's the plot. I think you're focusing on the wrong things. You're fixating I'm, on. I'm fixating the details. movie that I watched. So I, I again, the, 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 it's irrelevant. It, it ends with the last shot. Isn't Liza Minnelli leaving uh, Michael York at the train station? The last shot is, is Nazis in the audience. The MC talks to us about, did were you distracted? Did we entertain you? And obviously you weren't entertained, Eric. We get all that stuff. But the last shot is these Nazis are here. That everything about the cabaret is going to be obliterated by this Nazi storm, this blitzkrieg of horribleness that's about to come in. And we haven't even talked about the Nazi song, which is this key point towards, I, we're getting towards the end of the second act. Um, which, the, I mean, just, I mean, this movie is literally all about. Like there's this time it wants to romanticize the cabaret kind of romanticizes this period in Berlin, but it can't because as all this stuff is happening, Nazism is taking over and it's those two things sit side by side. And this is based on a memoir, but let's, let's talk about the Nazi song. I assume you didn't like it. You're not supposed to like it, but did you not like it? No, of course not. It's stupid. And then all the people start chanting like, and she, she's like, okay, let's get out of here. And it was just like this weird detour in the movie. It's like, all right, okay, so all these farm people are Nazis too. All right, you're in fucking Berlin. I mean, these people suck. Like, get out of there. I don't know. Like, well, Michael York does. He takes your advice and he leaves. Yeah. He gets a job at Cambridge and he leaves. And uh, what's her face stays and thinks she's going to make it as a star. She's not, and that's fine. She's delusional. She thinks she'll. I mean, this is post World War One, so you already know like some weird shit is going on in, in Germany, right? Like they were the villains <clears throat> of that war as well. So I don't know, like, why are you trying to give them the benefit of the doubt? Like, oh, let's hang out in Berlin for like, why was she even there? I, I, I can't. She said something about tr- tr- she got a job there. She's an American, right? Of course, yes, she's American. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing just seems stupid. Get out of Germany. The Nazis are there. Germans suck. Like I don't think anybody realized how bad it's going to be. Again, we have the benefit of knowing just how terrible it's going to be. We saw World War One. Well, see, that's the thing. So that as all these people are singing and doing the the Heil I just, Hitler, I just watched All Quiet on the Western <laughs> Front. There was a war fought right, well, with the Germans. Time out. Yes, of course. 
So if you'll notice in that scene, and maybe you didn't notice, or maybe you noticed and you just didn't care, just you were so caught up with how stupid it was, you didn't care. But you see all these mostly young people standing up to do the, you know, Hal Hitler and sing this horrible, horrific song. It's that scene freaks me out and terrifies me. Like it, it genuinely, like when you think about what is it is down the road, it's not Ari Aster horror, but it, it leaves me so uncomfortable and terrified. The, the thought of, of being there like in that time. Um, but all these young people are standing it and there's an old guy sitting on a bench. And you see him looking around. This old guy looks vis- visibly uncomfortable. Like, it's younger people mostly standing up. This old guy looks around like, we're doing this again. It, it, you can almost see, like, I lost my son in World War One. We just did this yeah. 14 years ago. What are we doing? This is a bad idea. We, we got caught up in nationalism, and it didn't didn't help us. It screwed us over. Life has been shit because of World War II. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? He doesn't say that, and I, I'm glad. I don't, I don't want it that explicit. I, I like that stuff can be buried down here and isn't always just in your face. Um, and it's really, really, really unpleasant. And on a side note, I saw Cabaret, you know, the stage musical at the Orpheum uh, some years ago. I don't know when. <clears throat> Very good show. Um, it's the only time I've seen like a, a Broadway production and people not clap or applaud after a song because they did Tomorrow Belongs to Me. And you shouldn't clap after it, but it's it's painful because you're just so used to everybody doing this after any any song. And they sing and the performer's doing a good job, but you're also like, I don't want to clap for the we're Nazis and we're going to take over song. Um, I, it, it is a little jarring, but I think it's supposed to be. I mean, I, I had this thought, even even the second time I've seen it, I know, and I know that song's coming, I had this brief instant where I'm like, oh yeah, getting like Wiener Schnitzel and getting a, a pint of beer at some uh, you know German place, sounds nice. And then I'm like, oh no, this is what's happening. It's not so nice. It's really awful. A nice little afternoon is turning into horror and awfulness. I mean, it, it genuinely freaks me out in a way that most horror movies don't. Um, and I'm glad it's in there because, again, it emphasizes this theme that they're having a good time. Oh, they're going on this fancy little trip with this guy who's going to take them to Africa or whatever. But this very real, horrific thing is happening. Um, I, you've seen Casablanca, Eric. I know you don't like Casablanca. Um, all that much. But I think at the end of that movie, this is when, when I think of the plot, this is where you and I dif- disagree because I <clears throat> I don't think the movie is actually all that invested in what those two main characters are doing because it, it sees the broader picture. We have a scene towards the end of Casablanca where he says, like, turns out that the problems of two people don't amount to a hill of beans. I kept thinking about that watching the, the, the problems of Michael York um, and Liza Minnelli, they don't amount to a hill of beans in the context of what's happening. And it's there because we need two characters and it's in cabaret. So we have a cabaret performer and we have a young kind of sort of boring British dude who's nice enough though. Um, introducing to this world that is about to become like just lit on fire. Um, I don't know. I, I, and that's why I don't think it, I, you're equating screen time, therefore plot. But to me, the, the film is kind of disinterested in what they're doing. It's there to show the rich guy and these other people in these other situations that are happening. I mean, like there's a great dialogue, Michael York, he's coming back to their house and the guy they're running a room from is like the, the wife, whatever says, how can the, how can the Jews be both communist and bankers? Which is a reasonable question. 
um, because the propaganda has already seeped through. They both control all the banks. But they also want to redistribute wealth, which doesn't make sense. What, what bank wants to split its wealth equally among everything? That's not what banks do. Um, and Michael York goes on a little tirade, and he's because uh, it doesn't make any sense, but they've just got this ethos that's already embedded itself in the culture at large, both in the country, at whatever that inn is, the people he's staying with, it's just everywhere. It's permeated. I mean, like the movie reeks of Nazism taking hold. It's really not just scenes with actual Nazis. There's not that many, but scenes about Nazism and I mean, just everything on the on the walls that they walk by, and using that fear and hatred of communism to try to gain power. I mean, it's just anyway. That's why I love this movie. Is, is the bottom line. Eric. I would agree in a two-hour movie that it is disinterested in what happens for about an hour and a half of the movie. I would, I would agree with that. You, you said that I think very correctly that this movie is disinterested in basically the, the bulk of what happens in the movie. It has no, to interest. those two characters, I, which I is, very which is an hour and a half of the two hour movie. I mean, even if I grant those numbers, uh, it, it, it doesn't matter because what those characters do, it's what those characters experience and do and interact with that matters. The actual, oh, they're kind of falling in love and maybe they'll bone and are they going to keep the baby? That, that is that's the movie. Not what, that yeah, isn't that, what the movie is. Yes, that, that that's is. just what happens to the characters. The movie is... Here's <laughs> this the, is what I watched for an hour and a half of a two-hour Weimar hour. Republic. Here's this crazy avant-garde, oh, look, we're having fun, which does nothing. It, I enjoyed it, your explanation more than the movie. I mean, that's fine. Um, what I, you and, just said and how you interpreted the movie is more entertaining than watching this movie. Okay, fair enough. That, that that's fine. I, I didn't ever think you would See, like this. Is this honestly? I think we're going deep, deep Freud shit here. Your brain, it, like your brain, works in a way where you you're, you enjoy thinking about it more than actually watching it. I enjoyed watching it again. You and I disagree about musical numbers. I don't like all the musical numbers and it's not my jam. They're not my, the best musical. You don't like time. the songs in the musical. You didn't like the characters and you didn't like no, what no, no, the no, characters no. did. That are the, Am I wrong about those three things? You're wrong. I, I like a lot of the music. Two Ladies makes me laugh. I enjoy the choreography. Money makes the world go round. I but like yeah, all the coin the flinging. Okay. I, okay. I, I like that. I, I'm saying I like the songs. I'm, okay. so, I'm directly contradicting what you just said. You said which one of these things is wrong? I'm picking one of the three things wrong. Um, I like Michael York, um, but I like the, the general ambiance and the setting is is so different from any other movie I've seen because of this contrast with the let's sing and dance and accept everybody with Nazis are here and they're about to fuck everybody up horrifically. Um, and that that vibe permeates every frame of the movie. Every single frame, um, every shot. And it's immaculately shot, especially the, the musical numbers. I mean, they, they're fun to look at, even if I don't like that. Like, even the song I actually, the one song I actually don't like is the maybe next time I'll be lucky, the big Liza Minnelli solo. I love looking at it. It's framed so immaculately. The lighting is so superb on all of those sequences. They're just, it is so well lit. And there are so many interesting little editorial choices and directorial decisions for little shots, the way he builds the horror up. Just it, but incrementally. It's not like, oh, I, I'm not taking you all the way to the Nazis are, are in charge of everything and it's awful and, you know, they're going into Poland. Like, we're, we're not doing that. We're just showing you a 
incrementally, bit by bit, it rises. That water rises. Temperature gets a little hotter, right? You're in a bathtub. We're not cranking the heat all the way up. We're just slowly, one degree at a time, one little shot at a time, it's getting a little hotter. And you can hide in a little art club and sing songs and be kind of aware of what's going on, but it's not going to do anything. And rich people, the ones who probably could do something, you're too busy just being opulent and absurd to help anybody. And you think you're going to control the Nazis and you're, you're horrifically wrong about it. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so I mean, it's tough. Cause I don't know. I don't know where to take the discussion of this, Eric. Um, I mean, I, I knew you'd hate it. I, I, it. I'd be shocked if you didn't hate it. I guess. Do you hate it more or less than THX one, one, three, eight more. I disliked this more. Oh wow! Yeah. So this is the new low. This is the nader. Yeah. This and, and even- I, honestly, I really so we tried to watch this on vacation. I was on vacation in Arizona, and I watched a, a handful of movies while I was on my trip, and I tried multiple times to watch this, and it took me many sittings to get through it. And it was like taking medicine. I I did not enjoy it. I got ridiculed by my family for like why are you watching this movie it's like i gotta get through it ben and i are going to talk about it and so it was a uh, it was painful I, it was clear, clear, I was clearing rooms if i put it on and people are they're like i'm leaving this is wasn't a big hit in my family uh, i mean i you know i know what movies your brother likes your, your brother aren't that different when it comes to your cinematic taste um and i don't know your mom or your wife's that well but it's not a movie I would expect most people to like. My wife but kind it of was, likes it. It was a big hit, right? It was a, a hit when it came out. Yes, this was a critical I mean, success. So if we're talking about the the, the new age, you know, uh, of the 70s, there's a lot about this musical that's just way different than all the musicals that came before it. I mean, a lot of the musicals before were the stuff you especially hate. You I mean, you have big dance numbers and people breaking out in songs and they're all very happy. They almost all had to end happy. Maybe some could be a smidge bittersweet, but usually the guy and the girl ended up together and everybody was really happy. And this is so dark and cynical um, compared to almost all the musicals that existed before this. I, I will say, and you've kind of skimmed past it because I don't think you want to harp on it, but Liza Minnelli is like really, really hard to watch. I think like everything she does, the way she reads her lines her just whole jazzy, like her affect, everything she does, it annoys me. Like if I was around that person, she would really annoy me. Oh, she's and annoying. I sure. cannot believe she was a movie star with that. Like, do you think she's good in this movie? Uh, she's good in this role. And then you sometimes, you sometimes, I mean, she plays this role because I think she's supposed to be annoying. Um, she's supposed to be aggravating. She's well, not like, supposed like to be like an Arrested Development, right? She's funny because she's like this crazy like actor lady and she's wild and everything she's she does like the elderly fun. version of the character from cabaret almost yes and that's fu- it's funny because you're you're laughing at how ridiculous she's acting but in this movie she's supposed to be like a normal person that just acts that I, she's not supposed to be a normal person i disagree uh that she's supposed to be a normal person she's supposed to be aggravating and delusional like i would almost bet this is a, a, there's a movie called mistopheles it's a, a german movie about a performer who because he loves performing so much, he agrees to do Nazi propaganda because he doesn't want to stop performing. That's the only way he can perform in Germany. Um, I feel like she would happily do German propaganda 
to perform. I think she's that invested in herself. If she could be on stage or in like a Nazi propaganda movie and she could be in, uh, be in movies. What kind of character is that? What an unlikable person. It's fine. Some, some movie characters are unlikable. I understand this is often, we oftentimes, do you like this character? Do you not like this character? How much do you like them? Do you really like this person? Do you endorse their actions? Do you think they're great? But she's she's annoying and her motivations are annoying. Like, why would you write that into this movie? Well, I, I why, why, is she, why is she annoying? C- couldn't you have made the same points that you're saying and also had, like, a character that's fun to watch and good at singing and isn't annoying? Um... I, maybe I guess I don't know. She, Think a star is more. I know Lady Gaga is a she, like she loves Liza Minnelli. She's talked about it. I think she introduced her at a award show once or twice. But like her character in A Star Is Born is kind of has the same kind of motive. She wants to be a star and she gets caught up in this and kind of becomes like you know full of herself and you know d- sort of leaves the people behind. But like you still like her. She's still fun to watch. She's a really good singer. She sings fun. Like that's a great movie. I love that movie. I love a star is born. This oh, movie see, I don't think I liked her or Bradley Cooper very much in a star is oh. born. I like the movie a lot, but I don't think I like either of those characters all that much. Uh, uh, but it doesn't, again, we, we, me liking the characters isn't like, point. that is I so funny like to me that that is like for you, a. Uh, a total afterthought is like, do I care about these? It's Depends not, not what like, kind of movie. You can hate her. I, I'm saying like, if there were, there are movies, movie characters where he's supposed to hate them and they're very good at like hating them. Like, I don't like Hannibal Lecter. He's a fucking cannibal. Like, but he's, he's great in it and he's compelling. He's a fucking mur- serial killer murderer. He's an awful human, but I still am interested in what he's doing because he's a great actor and the character's interesting. Liza Minnelli's not any of that. She's just, she sucks to look at and everything she says is annoying. Wow, she's not pretty enough for Eric. Okay. No, I, I, how she's acting. I mean, I don't like watching her do anything because she's annoying. Well, that's what a movie actor is. I'm watching them do stuff and I don't like watching her do anything. It has nothing to do with how she looks or whether or not she's attractive. She's just annoying. Sorry, you just said you didn't like looking at her. I, I, meant, I don't like watching her. So let me rephrase that. I don't enjoy watching her do that's, anything. That's fine. I mean... It, it, it's not always an afterthought. It totally depends on the movie. Uh, you know, and she's the jo- star of the movie, though. She's like the lead character. Without well, to me, Eric, the star is the the setting, the mood. Yeah, the ten the, minutes the that you talked about. Okay, it's it's not. I again, if, please play it back, everybody. And if my point was there's just ten minutes and that's all it is, that was my whole thesis. Then I'll, I'll apologize, but that wasn't my thesis even remotely. Um, it, it just doesn't matter in this particular movie. There's a lot of movies where I I don't need to like the. Pre- I'm watching John Wick. Yes, I, I need to like and root for John Wick. Um, there's a lot of movies where, where if I'm watching Silver Linings Playbook, I need to be rooting for those characters to get together because that's the whole movie, really. Uh, not every movie you're like those. You don't have to like every character. Um, but again, I, I I don't think the, the film is... Inter- I mean, she should be self-centered. They need her to not care because Nazis are around, but she's indifferent to it. She doesn't even pretend to care. Michael York finds them off-putting and annoying and, you know, just shiza as he says it. Um, she doesn't care. She'll perform. Yeah, but I, she... I don't care about her. Like, that's the thing. Is I don't care what she's You don't have to care about You don't have to care about her. I don't care about the her either. The star of the movie. Oh, well, I mean, that, She'll that perform says for enough. those Nazis. She'll hop on that the says stage. enough about. Perform those Nazis. She'll put on a swastika, if that means. You're not going to – like, I, I didn't like – I really didn't I'm not like. going to convince you. We just disagree. Of course I'm not going to convince you. I knew going into this you would hate the movie. 
before we watched it, there were just numerous times where like, oh, Eric's gonna hate this. Eric's gonna hate this. Um, don't you know? It's just like these musical numbers are just gonna be torture. He's not gonna like any of this stuff. I was relieved that all the pretty much all the music was at least on the stage. I thought that might help you hate it. Oh, it would have been worse if all of a sudden Liza Minnelli walking down the street goes into this big musical number. <laughs> Holy shit. But I think it. that would be like worse. Like dancing this, Nazis and like, oh my God, this is awful. This awful. movie wouldn't work if you had them in the street singing these songs. It has to be like isolated to the specific cabaret, this kitty cat club, the specific space. That that has to be there because outside, everything else is different. Um you know, Nazi vibes only on the streets, basically. Like that, it, it couldn't work if people broke out and dance. I would hate this for this movie if that's what it had done. It just would not have worked. It all needed to be on the stage. I like every movie. And you were creeped out by the MC. I think the MC's, again, he entertains me. I like his vibes and his weird, chaotic energy. Um, I'm, no, I'm not going to convince you. There's no way. It would be impossible. My, if my life depended on convincing you that you didn't hate this, I mean, I it would be dead. I mean, I just couldn't convince you that you don't hate it. I know. And I, I'm not. I didn't pick this movie to torture you. It wasn't really my goal. I genuinely wanted to revisit it and rewatch it. Um, I wanted to talk about it, and I, I'm glad I did for myself. Um, it doesn't bring me joy that you hated it, Eric. It's not. It's not what I want. My my favorite moments on this podcast have been where I've suggested a movie and you've loved it. Like my top two would be The Player or Her movies that you know, her you reevaluated and loved. And the player, okay, you didn't like Robert Altman, but then you found a Robert Altman movie that you absolutely loved. Those are my favorite moments. This isn't one of my favorite moments, but I'm glad to talk about this. This one didn't work. I didn't think it would. I didn't think you'd hate it as much as THX1138. I didn't think it would be literally the, the a half star or whatever you're going to give it. Um, but I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot else to say. Um, I don't either. <laughs> wow. Salty. I want to move on, to be honest with you. All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> give it your give it your half star or less. Uh, it's a half star. It is. Okay. I can't go less than half a star on Letterbox. So okay, it's a half star for me. How about uh, you? Is this five star movie? Close, four and a half. Wow. I go four and a half. That is me using a little the, bit of my head. That my is definitely the five. biggest gap I think in any movie we've watched. Because you didn't love THX one one three eight. Right, I give it, I think I gave it four and a half. Oh, you but, did. Okay, but you, so you were thing. less. But uh, that's another movie. Like, like I, I watched. I think I gave that and, one star. So I, this is lower. I think this is the yeah. No, this is the I've biggest gap. You're right about that. But I'm pretty sure I did THX four and a half. I mean, THX again worked for me on a different level. Uh, it was weird, made you uncomfortable with the concept of a character like so doesn't even know how he got in this reality and is just like becoming aware and trying to process what's happening like that. That's way more interesting to you, but but too weird and boring and abstract for eric lane so that's fine <clears throat> so let's uh let's just move on let's let's help you get past this just frustrating part um in your movie watching history you want to do your uh five degrees of field of yeah I'll, I'll start with uh his name is joel gray i think he is the uh, uh mc guy that you love so much um, indeed he was in he was just in a show that I watched. It was on FX. Here, I'm scrolling through. Oh, yeah. This is called The Old Man with Jeff Bridges, right? Yeah. Uh, he was pretty good in that show. Um, so that's I, that's where I recognized him from. He's also in a movie you've referenced many times, The Player. He's in that as well. Um, 
I can't remember exactly what his character is, but he's in that. So is Fred Ward. Fred Ward's in a movie called Chain Reaction. Have you ever seen that movie? Is that Keanu- Morgan Freeman? And Keanu Reeves, yeah, where he, they do like a fusion thing and it ends up being a big bomb. And the no, guys- I, I never saw it. I vaguely remember trailers in the early 90s. I'm certain I saw that in the theater. That was a big, 96 was like a big theater year for me. Went, basically saw everything that came out. Um, but anyways, yeah, Morgan Freeman's in that. Morgan Freeman's in Robin Hood, <coughs> Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner, who's in Field Dreams. Okay. So um, I went with Michael York, Basil Exposition himself. Um, but Michael York is uh, in a movie called Logan's Run, a sci-fi movie from the mid-70s that I love. He's great as a lead. He's Logan. Um, his fellow, I think, that, I don't remember, they're called Gunners. I don't remember what it's like, but one of his fellow cops is Richard Jordan. Um, Richard Jordan is in the Doors movie. Um, the Oliver Stone one. Um, and then we've got Kyle McLaughlin was also in that. He's Ray Manzurk. He is in um, Dune, 1984 version. Um, and then we'll close this out. I'm also, oh, nope. Scratch that. We're doing Meg Ryan from The Doors. So I lost, lost myself. Took a different angle. So starting with The Doors, now we're going to Meg Ryan, who's I think Jim Morrison's girlfriend in that movie. Anyway. Uh, she's in Sleepless in Seattle with Gabby Hoffman, who's in. So, I think I did that right. Yeah, you could. Couldn't you have done uh, Big Brains on Brett? He was in The Doors, wasn't he? Yeah, that's too quick though. I oh, you're right. To, you had to go another movie. movie. You need another movie in there for sure. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> anything else you want to say about Cabaret? No. Sorry. Sorry, Eric. I'm sorry, would would you recommend it to if somebody's like, hey, should I watch Cabaret? Would you I, want to know more no. about what kind of movies they like? I, yes, correct. There are some movies I would recommend to almost anybody. There are very few of those. Usually you need to know what kind of movies people like and what they get. There are definitely some people I would give this a hard recommend to, but um, what kind of people like I bet Brian Eggert likes this movie, right? Like is he, I, if he hasn't seen it, you would recommend it to him. Right. Well, uh, sure. I mean, he's, um, probably, he's almost who, certainly a, seen it. A learned movie fan. Or if you like musicals in general, um, I mean, you're you're the most diametrically musical opposed person I know. But I wouldn't recommend this to pretty much any of my buddies. I don't think they get anything out of it. Um, my brother-in-law, who uh, you know, he and I are in pretty lockstep. The movies I wouldn't recommend it to him. I just don't think he'd get as much out of it. Um, I would have to know people's movie taste. This is very much not a Everybody should see Cabaret. No, probably not. It's fine. I love it. Mileage varies quite a lot, obviously. So, no, no, this is not a blind recommendation. I'm not going to look up if Brian's reviewed Cabaret because I'd be really curious. But I'd be shocked if he hated it. I, I don't think he's uh, he hates musicals in the way you do. I doubt it. It'd be tough to be a movie critic and just totally categorically hate one genre of movies. Pretty tough. Well, there aren't a lot of musicals now. I mean, that's a genre that does not get a whole lot of. I mean, La La Land's the last like big musical I can think of. That's a fair point. Yeah, there aren't that many um, that come out, and I mean, they, they kind of had a run in the arts for a while. Cats was a big one. That was a nobody saw that. Well, Cats was a horrific failure. Um, it's entertaining because it's so bad and baffling. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there are some, but yeah, there's not that many. I mean, the odds had a lot more when like Chicago won best picture in 2002 and there, there are others. Um, we'll get a, a filmed version of hamilton at some point you know that'll happen but. oh yeah that'll that's gonna win all the oscars how would you do that god that'd be that's gonna be a tough one to make well, see, I think you could do it. i mean you, you'd have a lot of advantages not being on a stage you could really do some really awesome choreography and really ramp it up and really give it a lot of visual kick and you'd have to quick cuts not have every song in it i mean you'd have to pick and choose which songs Maybe sometimes unless musicals. it's just the rapping the whole time, like there's no dialogue because it's like a two hour play, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, probably close three with intermission. Obviously you don't have that with the movie anymore, but I mean, <clears throat> it's fine. Yeah. When is that happening? That's got to happen. I mean, Lin-Manuel's getting old. He's got to do that before. Well, he might not be old. in it anymore. I don't know. I mean, at some point, yeah, you, you know, he's done a bunch of other stuff and maybe just doesn't want to do it. Maybe not enough times passed. I mean, he's done a bunch of other projects. He had the music for Moana, and he had another song about. Yeah, he's the Heights, making. I think Disney money like crazy. He writes a bunch the, of Disney songs. Right, the Heights or whatever was when he had the kid. That was a musical that came out like whatever three years Awful. ago or something. Awful. I you watched not. it and you hated uh, it. See, I watched it. Watched with my daughter, and she wasn't into it. I'm like, I'm not into this either, so I turned it off. Or the Greatest Showman. That's a musical that came out. Oh I mean, my kids piece. loved that movie. Oh, uh, I've seen that movie probably a dozen times here's the thing if you became a professional film critic though the musicals would be so easy to write just like it's the musical it's dumb don't watch it i mean that could just be a review for every musical well are the songs good like are the songs good in the greatest showman dude i can appreciate so so yeah uh, yes they're well-written songs it's not my my vibe but those are well-written songs like i can appreciate those those songs okay and and like the disney movies you know those are basically musical moana's a musical it's an it's animated musical. Musical. It's not basically. It is Those musical. are good songs. Those are well-written entertainment. Sorry, but characters it's, break out in song, and I can't I'm do that. Not, too I'm not going to put them on my, you know, Spotify playlist, but, like, those are, I, I could appreciate, I could, let it go. I could appreciate that that's an amazingly well-written song. Like, it, you just, you have to be an alien to not understand that. And maybe even an alien would be like, yeah, that's a good, that's a jam. Like, you could just these cabaret songs were not good. These are not good songs. These are they're bad incredibly songs. fun to watch. They were uh, the choreography is really entertaining. And, Have uh, you I, since watching the movie played one of those songs on no, like, Amazon I, I've, music? I've, I've, sung, I, I've sung them. I mean, for days I was going, Welcome me in the new or you will late, never listen to those songs. And I'm by the themselves. only man singing that all the time. Every time I see an article about corrupt politicians, money makes. The world goes. This is playing. Those are probably my three favorites. Um, it's fine. Didn't like it. Songs didn't work. All but right, Eric. What are we talking about next time? Next you week, like, hopefully. Let's do a cl- hard palate cleanser. Uh, okay. So do five questions or five bits of trivia and see if you can guess the movie. All right. Uh, let's start with number one. Uh, okay. Let this movie features a a. An actor that was prominent in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and another actor who is soon to be prominent in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, but there's too many possibilities. Two of the up. two of the main actors in the movie. <clears throat> Got it. It's fine. I mean, there, there are too many. I don't keep up on okay. Marvel movies at okay. all. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Idea. No, no. This is just, just too many clue. possibilities. Just yep. a clue. Uh, this movie was released in 2019. Okay. That sort of helps. But those years are blurred together the recent ones. 
Uh, all right. Um, let's see. This movie was... It was a semi-hit. It had a budget of $9 million and made 48. So it was like a mid-tier kind of hit. It was low, sure. Lower budget kind of hit. Okay. In 2019. So that's three clues. Um, the fourth clue is this movie was produced by A24, the okay. studio. Okay. Um... Uh, all right, and the I guess the last clue. Uh, this movie was heavily influenced in part by the uh, folk horror movie The Wicker Man. Is this Midsommar? That's correct, Midsommar. God, yeah, and you just you mentioned it earlier on in the podcast. You, or you mentioned Ari Aster. You said something about Ari Aster. You're like, it's not an Ari well, Aster movie. It was no, like, well, I was like, well, holy shit. You're like, did you know that this is what I would I picked? That's crazy. I Midsommar came out four years ago almost? Yeah, Jeez, 2019. That, that throws me for a loop. So he's got I'm a new gonna, movie coming out. It'll probably be out. Uh, maybe it's out at the end of April. Um, so Bo is Afraid? Bo is Afraid. It's getting like completely mixed. Some people think it's like the worst movie ever made. And some but people you. think it's great. That'll be me. Uh, um, um, so I thought. See, that's the kind of movie I want. I want a movie that's very divisive and weird, and just. Well, and it's like three hours long, apparently, too. So, but anyways, uh, Midsommar is a movie. Uh, I've seen it before. I watched it one time in kind of a weird. I was in an RV and I had it on a laptop that died, and then I watched it on my phone. So it wasn't an ideal situation. I remember it like completely blowing my mind. So I, I want to do like a full full watch start to finish and uh and you have seen it right oh i've seen it this is a this is a testament to to my love for this podcast eric because midsummer was very much going to be in a one in the one timer category there are some movies i'm like i'm gonna watch once and i'm like i'm never gonna watch this movie again um hereditary is is very much in that category midsummer is going to be in that category um not looking forward to being horribly depressed and bummed out. Um, well, you made uh, to be fair, uh, Kevray did make me kind of depressed and bummed out. I, I didn't enjoy that experience. So, you know, maybe this is the torture uh, part of our podcast where we torture I each guess. other. Sorry, I'm going to be. It's, okay. I'm actually looking forward to it. We haven't done a horror movie since our spooky season stuff, and I'm a big horror fan. So, um, yeah, Midsommar. Check Eric, it out. Is there anything scarier to you than a musical starring Liza Minnelli? <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't. See it, the scariest movie of all time, Cabaret. All right. All right. Well, thanks for, thanks for thanks for putting up with us and listening to it. Godspeed. Bye.